Yeah, baby, your mechanical vibe tribe. Big, big props to uh, the Budos Band. Uh, you know, that's kind of our opener. Has been since 1962, Susie Q. 62? 62. The show's been around Were maybe. Were you born? I don't know I wasn't. You weren't. No, but I feel like that. Today, <laughs> how many of you right now feel aged because you had a long day? Especially all my fellow technicians, shop owners, collision family. Today was a long, it's just like we've been... It's been busy. It has been busy. It's been fatiguing. <laughs> I feel like we owe, I, I, man, I wish I could pull this off. Take the whole crew, shut down, head on over to Acapulco for a week. Oh, that would be nice. I mean, there are some of you, I mean, I know you guys are like, what, you guys, little garage, greasy mechanics, what are you doing? <laughs> no, but there are companies, and like, we celebrate life too. Uh, how many of you do that with your, your crew? I don't care if you have a landscape crew or a collision outfit, automotive outfit, a Circle K outfit. We need to celebrate life. We do. Because we're working hard, man. And and it is uh, the temperatures are kicked up and uh, our, we got to get our coolers taken care of. It is warm. <laughs> Frank, every year. It is warm. Every year I'm like, oh, yeah, those just need filters. <laughs> After Those coolers are 18 years old. Yeah. That's $10,000. We got to replace the coolers. You know, they, they work good in the early morning, though. Yeah, but that don't count, though. <laughs> you know, come on, guys. You know, you you uh, just a little insight to you know our little automotive place. Uh, yep. By the way, Desert Car Care, Chandler and Dobson, we love your family. Come by and say hi. But um, in the morning, it's x-ray MRI time. That's right. Technicians are chiseled and knee-deep in trying to figure out all this CAN network stuff. And it's funny. I can't, I can't be mad at the technicians because they seem to talk to us a little bit more in the hot heat oh. summer because they could come into the AC come office. On. And we're good with that. We're, we're looking at each other. All right, you've been here up too long. Don't right. doing? <laughs> but you know what's cool? I think it was Cadillac on Camelback for all of my uh, national folks out of Florida, Dakota. We have our little Camelback corridor. It's kind of like Chula Vista has their little right. national city, auto mile, what, what have you. But there was a sign years ago, and as a young automotive operator back in 95, I saw this sign and I said, Man, when I grew up as a shop owner, I want to be just like that. It said, What did it say? Our technicians work in air conditioning. Ooh, doggy. <laughs> and I thought to myself, Wow, I barely have a roll around fan. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important to keep comfortable, uh, you know. And so that's the next step. We did buy, just so you guys know, I mean, we it seemed like every three or four years, Portacool. I mean, we're not endorsing them, but I can tell you, Portacool is an amazing. So each uh, technician of technicians has their little Portacool. The next step is to get those coolers. So actually tomorrow, uh, today's high, by the way, important information, 105 degrees. Thank you, Bree. 105. Wow. You people in North Dakota are laughing at us. That's not how hot it will get. You still have your heaters running. (laughs) (laughs) Susie, what's shaking, girl? How are you before we get into news? Oh, my gosh. Life is grand. It's beautiful. Isn't it? It is. Car shows are coming back, Frank. Man, I'm excited. Me too. Big shout out. Fountain Valley Car Show. Uh, California was a little nervous. Uh, We talked about. The, uh, well, I, I forget what they call themselves, but literally they show up. There's like, maybe Greg Ovist, uh, he's hanging in the wings. He can tell us. Uh, a corn, it was a COVID quarantine cruise, like 3,000 of these rides. And in fact, a lot of legitimate car shows, they got a little nervous because there's some burnouts going on. There's, yeah. I mean, how many of you will agree? I mean, yeah, we all want to like, you know, go to the track, dude, and test your stuff. Right. But municipalities are on edge. Yep. So we talked about it. Malibu, Wheels and Waves. Our good friend Fireball had to walk away. Now, it still goes on. We had Spike Fairston on right. a few shows back, and, you know, they're still hanging out. But it got to the point where the police were coming out. Right. 
And, you know, so uh, Fountain Valley Car Show, uh, Ken Vela, will actually be on site doing interviews, throwing out some uh, video. Uh, get on to, uh, I think it's Fountain Valley Car Show. Yep, that's June 19th. June 19th. We'll be out there. And, of course, we'll have more information. Uh, you maniacs need to sign up for our newsletter. I guess you could, how would they do that? Frank, how do they sign up for the newsletter? <laughs> um, well, you could email me, frank at desertcarcare.com. Can you uh, not go on to the Wrench Nation you could. website? Thank you. I've had a long day, Let's man. do that, Frank. So many moving parts. I know. Susie. But yeah, get on to the wrenchnation.tv. <laughs> While you're there, you can catch a ton of your shows. Uh, before we announce show topic and our, our special guest, man, we're honored to have this cat on, uh, local Phoenix rock star. Um, well, let's get right into it. Dan uh, Hogan of Hoagies. Let me get this right because I had to study this. Sorry, Dan. We're going to bring him in shortly. Hoagie shines. Bottom line, people. This guy has such an attention to detail regarding build projects. And a lot of you are driving. Listen, you've been driving that K5 Blazer for 10 years. And your wife looks at you. When are you going to restore it? <laughs> and then the wheels go on. And then three years later, uh, you know, the fenders get done. And, but Dan has such an eye for a build. And Dan also owns, uh, he does a lot of retail collision work uh, North Phoenix. In fact, I want you family, please don't do this while you're driving. Get on Instagram. And let's give some love. At Hoagie. Well, like a sandwich. It is kind of like a sandwich. I get hungry. Got a little hungry. Where at did you meet Dan? Hoagie at? Shine. I want folks to get on Instagram. Mm-hmm. At Hoagie Shine. H-O-G-I-E Shine. Do yourself a favor. Get on there and check out some of his great works while we open up the show here. But Dan is going to be joining us. Greg Ovis with G's up. He's hanging out in the wings. He's got questions. He called me. I said, dude, don't send me algorithmic questions. Just keep it simple. <laughs> anyway, we love Greg. He's going to hang good friends with uh, uh, Dan. And uh, a big thank you to Greg. Greg uh, actually introduced us to Dan Hogan of Hoagie Shines. Oh, okay. Uh, before we bring uh, our gentleman on, I want to I make mention. A lot of you are questioning. You got big question marks over your foreheads. Electrification. Electric vehicles. They're talking a lot about it. And they are. Of course. You see it on the news. Now, I haven't watched the news. I think it's garbage, but there's a lot of buzz. Well, check this out. Just a few hours ago, and you guys can check this out on MSN, but I wanted to report because a lot of you saying, oh, those are too expensive. Now, I'm not talking Tesla, although you can get a Model 3 for a legitimate price, uh, even a Model S for what it can do compared to what other, I wouldn't call it a supercar, but it's in a price range. Costco, where you get your bread, shrimp. That vodka, you know all of you guys go to Costco <laughs> to get that vodka. Um, current GM owners can take a whopping 10500 off the MSRP of a Bolt EV. Bolt EV or choose a 72-month 0% financing with Costco. Let me get my notes. I want to make sure I get this right. The Costco Auto Program, they just announced, they'll take $3,000 off. So the combined reduction in incentives, comes out to almost $14,000, which brings this little bolt. I'm talking to all my college people. All you Lyft and Ubers that got it dialed in, you're making buku money, although you've been late lately. There's a shortage. Uh, We we get it. We understand. (laughs) But you guys should look into the bolt. I mean, come on, man. Now, some of you say, well, Frank, where am I going to charge it? All right, wait a minute. So I've heard of the Chevy Volt. You're saying bolt. Bolt. Who makes it? Like Bolt, like Usain Bolt. You know that guy yeah. who used to run fast? The Bolt. <laughs> Who makes bolt. this? Chevy. Chevy? Okay, yeah. so they got a Bolt and a Volt. Yeah, the Volt, not so much. Okay. Bolt, all good. I mean, you're talking about 24, 390, 24K, mm-hmm. 25K. 
which is a total of about 14K, 9K in cash back. That's from, a good incentive. Now, the catch is the article says current GM owners. So if you're driving a Hyundai, sorry. Oh. So obviously they want you to stay with the GM financing and stuff like that, but I think it's an incentive. That is an incentive. I mean, we get a lot of folks coming in, and please stop. If you're going to college, and, and, and mom and dad, I love you, please stop buying the Volkswagen Jettas with 170,000 miles on it and saying that's going to be a great car for my, my daughter to go back and forth to school. I'm sorry. That's risky. Uh-huh. And, of course, get a pre-purchase inspection, but I thought, Boy, that's an incentive, Susie. It is an incentive. Costco getting down with the, the car program. I don't own a GM. No, you're not. I can't take it. advantage of it. One more word. Uh, this I thought was fascinating. Uh, Ford, a lot of the manufacturers out of Detroit, they're going through remodel. Some of their, obviously, their factories were idle. You know, we're talking factories from 1917. Well, a Ford employee finds a 108-year-old message in a bottle Ooh. during their Michigan Central Station renovation they're renovating you got construction workers what it say well i i'm gonna ask you Susie. what do you think was on the mind now i'll give you a hint they weren't they weren't factory workers on the line these were the factory construction guys i'd love to say gals but sorry back then it was so like guys. a time capsule exactly so these are the cats that were building mm-hmm. this big factory and here it is, 108 years later. They go in and they spot this bottle. It was dated July 19th, 13. Now we know, man, 1913. That's history. So they were nervous because, you know, you put something in a bottle for how many years is that? Right. The minute you touch it, it falls apart. So they got it to the right temperature. They called in the scientists, they called in all the archaeologists. <laughs> Hey, you worked on that Dino project up in Denver. <laughs> we, need, we need to see what's in this bottle. And so they, they slowly pulled this slip of paper that had this message from more than a century ago. Susie, what do you think the message said? My goodness. Um, like a rock. <laughs> That's before TV and radio. What That's do you right. think? I mean, these were, the, think? these were the construction workers building. building. What would 1913 construction workers who were having a beer, obviously, Maybe got a little tipsy. What do you think back in the day? I wonder if they were saying something like, uh, we're, we're building your future or we're... You are very close. What? These construction workers, they didn't care about Ford, really. I mean, they did. I mean, they had that, uh, that attention to detail and pride. They were more into, we stuck this bottle here for fun. And the message said, let me find it. Sorry, I'm teasing you guys too hard here. Wait, I got to find it. Damn it, where did it go? What did the message say? Hang on, I got to find it. I'm sorry, guys. This is the world of your mechanic broadcasting. <laughs> oh, Live God. radio. I left, you, I left you guys hanging back. What did it say? They said mobility. All right. Well, anyway, it said, we laid the ceiling here. Okay. In other words, they put the ceiling up yeah. in the factory. I'm sorry that the, the timing of that was. <laughs> but anyway, isn't that cool, though? 1913. That is pretty cool, Frank. I mean, how many of you right now, you, you're all home renovating. COVID made us do that. Like I said last week, you guys rebuilt that toilet five times. And you, you I mean, people are in it. So what if you found something like this in your house? Yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. Susie, what's that happening? That is so cool, though. It is cool. It's, it's nice. The history is hidden. I put one in. We redid the room about, I don't know, 10 years ago. 
and we put a little message in a bottle between the walls. You did? Yeah. Cool. You know, never know. What did it say? Could be worth some money. I don't know. <laughs> it's my daughter's signatures and all that. <laughs> anyway, what's happening before we uh, bring in our special guest? What's happening to uh, the situations of the world? Yeah, so if you had a high-end luxury vehicle like a Rolls-Royce Phantom, Oh. And wanted to customize the interior. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of options out there, yeah. right? You can twilight the, the get all the stars. And, yeah, yeah, but, you know, the standard upholstery. Which um, is Highline. Yeah, sure. yeah. Is is like what? Fabric. Sure. Leather. Yeah. Leather. Alligator. Vino. Alligator. Endangered crocodile leather. What? You were right on the path. No, seriously. I, I didn't think. Kid, I'm you sorry. Not. Time out. Who's buying? I mean, come on, who's buying alligator skinned? Well, interior? rumor has it that the reupholstered Phantom was being imported into Italy from Russia and gone undetected. Wait it a minute, Russia got, Russia's involved with a Rolls Royce and it has alligator skin? <laughs> it was going from Italy. That to me makes perfect <laughs> sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, would, if it went undetected, it would have been on its way to an exotic car dealership in Rome oh. to be resold. All right. With the alligator skin. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Unfortunately, it was deemed a bit too exotic and was confiscated by customs. Oh. Because guess what? Crocodile is listed as a protected species. Man, see, Russians don't have, I don't think anything's protected over there except bottles of (laughs) vodka. But what I'm saying is, I think it's tacky. Maybe (laughs) some of you, well, when I get my raise, I'm going to get me an alligator skin Rolls Royce. (laughs) Isn't that I just, crazy? But so could you imagine, so Customs has to, in Italy, in Rome, which a lot of their ports are run by the Chinese, let's just face right. it, and they were screening this out, no go on the alligator. No go, because obviously this was done by a third party shop or a tailor, right? But contrary to popular belief, you can legally do this if you get the right clearances, you have to get clearance. Uh, excuse me, sir. Don't mess with me. I got alligator skin. Let me see. Is that on the list of cheeses and milk? And what else is banned from Rome? Now, if, now, if the Russians were smart, they just they just go to Perth, Amboy, New Jersey, and somebody would buy it. <laughs> or yeah. somewhere in Long Beach, California. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll take it. You should check it out, though. There's photos. I, 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 uh, I will put this up. You guys catching us on YouTube, uh, we'd love to hear your comments in the comments section. Uh, if all the money in the world, no matter what platforms, forget Rolls Royce, what ca- would you go for an alligator skin? I mean, is that? No. A, no, that's tacky. I, I'm sorry. Even alligator boots. I know. I've been to a couple of cumbias and stuff in the dance halls. And there's, oh, i got alligator skin. <laughs> Not my thing. I'm sorry. Anyway, we're going to bring in uh, Mr. Dan of uh, Hoagie Shines in Phoenix, uh, which is uh, really a, uh, one of the leading collision service centers, uh, which services uh, most of Phoenix and North Phoenix. He's going to join us. He's a masterful attention to detail craftsman. We're going to talk about some of the uh, Chevy pickups and the K5 Blazers. And and we got to go on to Instagram, Ranch Nation. Check out the post we just put up, one of his... I want to call it a toy holer, but he's going to let us know what that's all it's about. It's pretty incredible. Incredible. Stay tuned. Wrench Nation. I want my mileage back. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Parts Authority Auto 
Parts, founded in 1972, a leading national distributor of automotive replacement parts, tools, equipment, and transmissions. For location near you, visit partsauthority.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Charity partner Tech Force Foundation believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. Funding for Wrench Nation Car Talk brought to you by Vision Collision, a full-service auto body repair, collision repair, and automotive paint facility in Tempe, Arizona, serving all of Greater Phoenix. Free towing, free estimates, Vision Collision. Family owned and operated, 480-248-9049. Vision Collision. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Hanging out with you guys. Get on to wrenchnation.tv. Sweet dreams are made of Thank you very much, our weekend radio family at KFNX 1100. We appreciate you. 88.7 and 90.7. Uh, let's bring in our special guest of Hoagie Shines, uh, Mr. Dan, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? Good, Dan Hogan. We got to get right to the business. I, we did. Uh, you sent me a few pictures, and I but I said, man, oh my gosh, he's got a hauler right there. <laughs> Tell us about that. Of course, you can catch it on your Instagram as well. Man, that that is an amazing ride. Talk to us about that. Thanks. Um, so I built that hauler. Um, I originally built the car first when I was still working at a collision shop here in town. Um, on nights and weekends, I would spend my time in the garage at home, and it took me a couple years. I built that hot rod. I rolled it around for a few years. Uh, once I opened my own shop, uh, I had more space, and, and I've always wanted to do a cab over, and I figured, hell, I might as well do one to match the hot rod, you know, and we did the exhaust stacks, a, a Cummins in it, and wow. put on airbags, and the wow. bed tilted. It was pretty cool. Yeah, you guys get on to com. some great information and uh on that ride so you just had mentioned something um that i think a lot of folks will do and it's not like there's a timeline you know when you have a client there's a timeline you're trying your best there uh but this was a make me feel happy project did you was this a way for you to escape from the everyday rigmarole was to get in the shop that weekend those weekends and and build out this hauler yeah exactly it was so you know, day-to-day, I've been a collision painter for a long time, and uh, that's just repetitive. And when I can go home and actually cut, weld, and grind, then it's something different. And it is, it truly does make me happy, even though it's work. It's a, it's a different type of work, you know? Yeah. Um, for those that are listening, they, they're they doing the same thing. And 
it, it's a different vibe, Susie, when you're kind of doing your own own project. Like when you're under the gun, uh, Dan, for others, like professionally, we want to be professionals and we want to get it right. There's attention to detail, but your mistakes with your own little project isn't as critical because you're like, well, you know, I'm going to go home, have a beer. I'll come back to this. Did you ever feel that way, man? <laughs> oh, for sure. That's yeah. what, that, that was one of the most fun trucks to build because there were no rules. I mean, it was patina yeah. and we added metal work where we wanted to. There was really no rules or guidelines. It was just make it cool, you know? Yeah, no doubt. Um, your attention to detail regarding craftsmanship um, would almost, Susie, seem like a lost art. You know, Dan, we talk about electrification and all this technology. We see it in the garage. We're dealing with, you know, 50, 60, 70 million, million lines of code to diagnose vehicles correctly. Do you think um, your eye early on, you knew that you were interested in the automotive industry and you had a passion for it. What would you tell somebody when they're first getting started about how to maintain that high level of craftsmanship? What are some of the challenges that you could overcome when you start like that? Um, well, you just can't settle. I mean, if you're trying to do something the best you can possibly do it, then you have to stick to that goal and, and you have to you have to stick to it because even if you end up redoing it three or four times, um, when it is done the best you can absolutely do it and you know that's the best you can do it, it feels it feels great to actually accomplish it you know yeah it gives you a little confidence too i mean i know a lot of us have been under hood where you get it wrong and, and look man you go home and you're you just you you feel awkward yeah i guess they say yeah. that's why once in a while we hit the bottle whatever i mean i'm being real i mean come on but then you wake up the next day and say you know what lately in the garage susie we've been saying i am steering your car down right now <laughs> he's not going to get the best of me and, and you got to admit especially for some of the sema builds that you 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 kind of highlighted out there a lot of midnight burning of the oil, Dan. Um, talk to us about some of your SEMA projects. Yeah, so that hauler was one of them. The hauler and the hot rod went. And, um, yeah, there, it's always a push. It seems to always be a push at the end. My son helps me out a lot at the shop. He's 17 years old now. Nice. And uh, we we're finishing up a blazer this year, and so we're coming down to the end. We had a couple weeks left, and... Um, and I, I asked him, I said, have you ever pulled a 24? And he goes, well, what's a 24? And I said, you work on a car for 24 hours. I and mean, we're not going to go home till this list is done. And he thought I was kidding. Uh, that's a SEMA dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. there. About 1.30 in the morning, he looks at me and he says, we're not going home, are we? Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I, I mean. Dude, we got to get this list done. If we don't get this done, it goes on another day, another day. It's like you have to just commit and get it done, you know? Yeah. But what a feeling, man. I, I We've talked to a lot of builders on the show, and in fact, what comes to mind actually is Bogey out in Phoenix with All Girls Garage, and she's got, she always does these exotic builds with like the Volvo yeah. build and the, the <laughs> you know, the, the, the Chevy with the uh, BMW motor yep. in it, you know. But I, I imagine that as it comes down to the wire, there's a bit of anxiety, Dan, but once you're there, you're like, you know what? Here it is. Here's my rendition yeah. of pancakes, man. Take it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's got to be a lot of joy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just a huge payoff, you know, and, and we do it every year. I mean, we're doing it every day for customers, but on our own bills that we take to Bear Jackson or SEMA or whatnot, then, yeah, it's a huge accomplishment to get your own stuff done on top of your day-to-day -day stuff, you know. In your world, when you're, when, and I mentioned uh, on our newsletter, and, it, of course, this will go up to the website, I kind of I chose Chevy 
uh, the Chevy pickups and the K5. But I know you do you do all platforms. But I wanted to stick to Chevy and K5 because I know there's a tremendous amount of people out there in various stages of what they're building. I, I wanted to reset. And let's say no matter where I'm at in life, I want to go out and I want to buy a K5. K5. I know I'm going to pay a premium in all, in all conditions, even if it's mm-hmm. in somewhat rough condition. What would you tell me would, would cost me dearly if I'm out hunting down a K5 for a build project? What, what should I be cautious of and what should I be prepared for in avoiding? If I so, can ask that. You, so you want to get something as complete as possible. So they're asking an arm and a leg now for an original set of uh, bucket seats with brackets extremely hard to find and super expensive and you also want to make sure the vin numbers match a lot of people don't know that those frames are stamped with a vin as well as the body so you want to make sure at some point in its life it hasn't been switched out it's just worth so much more when it's a true uh, vin matching frame body and it's even better if you have the original glove box spit and it and that spit just identifies the truck and tells you what options it had from the factory then it's worth the journey to put a couple bucks uh, in it because it's got more intrinsic value, I'd imagine. Yeah, for sure. And, and just like any old car, it really rust is a huge issue too because it could tie up you know hundreds of hours of metal work that either you're going to be doing yourself or paying a shop to do, and it's not it's not cheap and it's not fun. Yeah, metal work, man. I give all my. <laughs> I, t- I tried. I I'll be honest with you, Dan. I I had my daughter in the garage, and we were. We uh, upgraded our welding equipment, and we're not welders, no, by any means, like what you're kicking out. But um, I said, you know, I want my daughter to learn how to <laughs> maybe get close to laying dimes. <laughs> but we were we were probably laying crooked quarters, <laughs> you know. But the fact is, she was in there doing it, my mm-hmm. little Natalie, um, and she got a lot of joy out of it. You're a family affair, man. Your your family's involved in the business, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. My wife runs the office. Uh, my brothers works for me. It was one of my helpers. And like I said, my son's there after school and on weekends. Uh, my oldest son and my littlest son, the eight-year-old, he's there too on the weekends. So yeah, it is truly a family affair. You got a good lady behind you. We always say, uh, and I know you're listening, you know this, don't be, don't try to dismiss it, but behind every good man is a good woman. Big shout out to your wife. Let's give a shout out, Dan. I don't know if she's listening. Yeah, I think she is. Yep. Her name's Janae. And yeah, nice. she's been with me running this shop for uh, four years now since she's actually quit her job and came on full time. And wow, yeah, that's a that's I a business can. thing. Yep, you, that yeah, is, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we wanna we wanna cut to break. Give us a nice, healthy next segment. We wanna bring Greg Overston talk to more talk to you more about sort of the the business side of what you're doing and how you separate the creative, you know, and let your mind go. Of course, you know, with good people that that works because we got a lot of younger entrepreneurs that that are kind of hustling their first time groove and. It ain't easy. So uh, hang tight. Dan Hogan of Hoagie Shines. We'll be right back. Ranch Nation. Funding for Ranch Nation Car Talk brought to you by Anytime Auto Glass, a family-owned, full-service windshield replacement and repair company with a focus on hard work, integrity, and providing a no-hassle professional service for their windshield and vehicle tint clients. AnytimeAutoGlassAZ.com or call 480 430 4597 Anytime Auto Glass. 
Yes. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, MailShark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. Right on, welcome back. Get on to hoagieshines.com. Uh, we've got Dan Hogan of Hoagie Shines. Let's bring Dan back. Dan, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? Listen, man, we gave the wife a shout-out. Let's give the kids a shout-out. It's a family affair. Come on, let's do it. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, my oldest son is Tristan. Uh, he's 17 years old. He actually drives a bag Lexus IS-300. Nice. Nice. And, and my middle son, um, his name's Shine. He's eight years old, and yeah, he's a huge help here. He he can pretty much do a little bit of everything. Well, we gotta get we we gotta get into the name, Dan Hogan of Hoagie Shines. Hoagie Shines. What was the concept behind the name? So Hoagie came from Hogan, and uh, Shine Hoagie Shine Shine actually came from. So um, when I was first getting into it, as we're, we're building hot rods in the garage and whatnot, and and I always looked up to. Jimmy Shine, the hot rod builder. And I mentioned to a coworker of mine at work, I said, hey, you know, Jimmy Shine's coming to town and yada yada, it's a hot rod show. And he started calling me Hokey Shine. He thought it was the funniest thing ever. And <laughs> it just stuck. And it stuck. Yep. It's as simple as that. That's but cute. it's a feel good because there's a nice story behind it. And it wasn't like you opened up a dictionary. Okay, let's call it this. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's kind of purpose and passion behind it. Um, can you give us a sense? We're going to bring Greg Oveston. He He's going to join in. He had a few questions. Can you give us a sense? Can we get some secret sauce on what you... You're premiering something this year, I, I'm understanding, at SEMA, aren't you? Yeah, so we're doing a 71 K5 Blazer uh, CST. We got it. We're getting a roaster shop chassis underneath it. They just came out with a brand new spec chassis, so it's full coil over front and rear, hydraulic bump stops, and curry axles. Uh, we're doing a Whipple Charge LS3 Atlas transfer case, so it should be pretty badass when it's nice, on. nice. And I, Susie, I believe we'll be out there. We've had a ton of our guests that uh, will be out there. We we typically, Dan, we hit the industry more of the industry. <clears throat> uh, excuse me, the Apex, uh, you know, the Automotive Art uh, Parts Expo. Uh, if we do that this year, of course, we'll we'll be at Seaman. We'll certainly yeah. hook up. Uh, let's bring Mr. G's up, Greg Ovis. Greg Ovis, are you there? Yes. Hey, how's it going, Frank? Good. How you doing? Uh, good. Good. We got Dan on as well. Dan, uh, Greg, you guys are good buddies. Uh, Greg, you got a question? Well, yeah. Hey, how's it going, Dan? Good, Greg. How you doing? Good. So, you know, obviously I've seen a lot of your builds up close and personal, and, I mean, the detail work is phenomenal. But my question to you, if you had a customer say, like, hey, Dan, I want the best of the best. I want you to build me, like, the holy grail of K5s, what would be your answer to that customer? What would be uh, the best of the best? I would say, so unfortunately with K5s, there's not one particular one or maybe a hundred that are like super rare. Like they never made a performance, big block, CST. But I would say would be a 69 black cst so in 1969 they made less than 5,000 blazers well and black is one of the hardest colors not a lot of people wanted a black blazer because they were used to you know take your family off road and whatnot so 
Yeah, a black 69. So if anyone out there knows of one, <laughs> you can email me or call me. <laughs> but the best of the best, uh, would it have crocodile interior? <laughs> that's what we want to know. <laughs> I will keep my eye out for that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, uh, while we got you on, uh, and I'm sure Dan will appreciate it, uh, Greg, you, you've, you've seen your fair share of field projects and, and working uh, in the industry, great networker, and you're consigning a lot of vehicles as part of your concierge service. Man, you got a rocking truck as well. Tell us about your truck. Uh, well, my blue truck, uh, yeah, I have a custom-built Silverado um, that I've been working on for a handful of years. Uh, it's pretty impressive. It's been a long haul. Are you selling it? Uh, I'll sell it to you. <laughs> oh man, you don't understand. I got, I got, I got a wife and two little girls. It's all about that college money. I don't, I don't. I drive cars that are old. It's like a, it's like the guy fixing your shoes. I got holes in my shoes, man. I can't even fix you my asked. shoes. You asked, right? Yeah, I, I did ask though. I did, I did. So maybe we'll have a conversation off air. I told my wife I need a toy. Dan, yeah, what no, kind? I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of how that, how that truck's been built and the, yeah. the final final outcome is but compared to some of dan's builds you know being the classics you know it's not comparison you guys stuff i've seen dan build and stuff that run through auction i mean they're second to none when it comes to k5 builds dan you got a name in the auction world so i mean if you if you've got your your sort of signature on a on a build it it's it's going to command a premium that's got to be a good feeling yeah it is yeah it took it took a few years you know probably five or six years actually to get your name on the board and i feel like we're still working our way up the ladder but yeah it does feel good and it does pay off you know yeah yeah uh you guys get on to uh, instagram check out at hoagie shine h-o-g-i-e-s-h-i-n-e uh give a nice follow and check out some of the wonderful projects there i've got to ask you as a family affair what it what i mean i get the challenges Susie, you can have in the service base waiting for parts and certain project uh associated things but really for you guys dan what's one of your biggest daily challenges that you know every day this is something we got to contend with we'll get better at it but this is definitely a challenge every day well it's hard to say i mean i guess it's just the day-to-day shop routine you know like you said waiting on parts and and making sure stuff's fitting and and it's really just the day-to-day routine um just keeping up with the challenges that the day brings for that you know having to worry about getting the custom stuff done so it is kind of a challenge running two sides of it a collision side and the custom or the restoration side you got to have a good team on that collision side you're dealing with a lot of insurance company um activity um talk to us about sort of the 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 that side of things where it's just hey i, I get into a fender bender and I got to bring my vehicle in and get the collision work. Talk to us about that side of your business there. Yeah, so my wife Janae has been an estimator uh, for quite a few years, and I, I have another good buddy in the office, Jake, who's also been an estimator for a few years. So, uh, with both of them, they they pretty much got the parts handled and the estimating handled and dealing with all the insurance. Um, I still paint every day myself, day to day, and then I got a couple of really good body guys and a few helpers that to buff and prep. So. With the team that we got, um, we do a really good job. We don't miss a lot of things. You know, the stuff comes in, kind of gets on track, and it gets out. So. Yeah, uh, Greg, let's bring back. Let's bring you back in in the world of uh, builds and such. Uh, North Phoenix, Phoenix area. Uh, you you've counted on Dan. Have you worked uh, closely with Dan in the past? 
Um, I haven't worked with Dan on a lot of big bills. Um, we've done a lot of, you know, maybe referrals and some small things. Um, right now, I just, uh, I think the biggest referral I've sent to Dan is I have a buddy building a 55 Nomad that uh, he had to pull from another shop. I know you and I have talked about that kind of situation in the past, but he's going to be building a buddy, uh, buddy of mine's 55 full build, I think starting in about a month or so. So I'm excited to see how Dan takes care of my buddy on that one. <laughs> Dan is not messing around. His wife is nope. listening. His wife will not let him mess around. He's going to get it done. Am I right, Dan? Yes, you will. <laughs> yep. Now, isn't that the same uh, 55? I drive a 55. Jeff Thisted. Jeff Thisted has, well, don't call it a nomad. He's not a nomad. He's, Jeff Thisted is another great enthusiast. Yeah. His claim to fame is he worked on the Price is Right Price show. Price is Right, yeah. But he's a complete enthusiast and gearhead. And, you know, it, it's on our website. Just type in Jeff Thisted. Uh, because all I remember from that show, guys, is don't call it a nomad. He, he was really, I'm going to look this up, but um, you, aren't we particular guys? I'll start with you, Dan. Um, I mean, as, as car people, we're, we're not too, I mean, we're, we're, in certain respects, we're kind of like our little mini Picassos. We yeah. do take pride. Um, I got to bring this up, guys. Again, I'll go back to Bogey. Um, there was a gentleman with all the ladies, right? She does the big ladies build. She highlights this at SEMA. And there was one guy, she, it caught her eye. There was hundreds of people for the reveal. And there was one guy that walked up to this vehicle, but he wouldn't get close like everyone else. He wouldn't get close. So Bogey approached him and said, what do you think? He's like, I'm afraid to get real close because it looks too perfect. And Bogey said, no, 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 no. Come on over here. Come to this tailpipe. And let me show you this spot that really screwed us. Dan, you're shooting for perfection. You're shooting to get the best. But at time of performance, once in a while, there's a note that's off. It's okay. The end result is there. How do you handle that? Yeah, so, you know, I mean, we try, we strive to make every nook and cranny on these builds just as perfect as can be. And, and what I've learned over the past couple of years is if one thing goes untouched or missed, then it definitely gets noticed. Because when you have the whole build on a certain platform and there is something that's a little off, it ends up standing out. And even though you may think, well, it's not going to be a big deal, everything else is so nice, that it does stand out. And, and, and it never fails. We'll show up at Bear Jackson or Dino's Get Down, and you'll see somebody. Because those people will go around those trucks two or three times maybe come back an hour later, check it out again, and they'll look them over and over and over until they find, they're basically just looking for something wrong. When a truck is done so nice, there's really nothing to look at. You're just trying to find an imperfection somewhere, you know. Man, I I don't know whether that's... That's too high pressure. Well, it's not only that, but I don't know if that's like a car culture, car people thing, or you if think? it's just human nature. Like Like you walk into a museum and you're enjoying it, but you're looking for flaws. I guess, yeah. Greg Ovis, what do you think, man? I mean, you've been around a lot of the hot rod muscle car crowd, and you know quite a few people. We were just at uh, Mel Martin's Martin's Auto Museum doing some film work there. Do you find that sometimes we can be a-holes about criticizing other people's work in the wrong way? Um, well, yeah. It's usually, you know, I've found through the years that usually the people that critique to that level 
um, are usually people that don't even own a custom car. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just to be honest with you. Just That's to be true. Well, I, I got to maybe believe that with all the car shows yeah. that I've, I've done over the years. Yeah. And I, I, w- I wish it wouldn't be that way. Guys, true yeah. car guys like ourselves, even if we do see the flaw, we appreciate the work and the creativity and the detail. Um, I think most people um, are like that. Yeah. Yeah, so you I get, think that's key. And then, but, you know, speaking in Dan's defense, I mean, he doesn't become complacent with his builds like no. some other builders do. And that's why and you're that, on the and, show, and Dan, straight up. Dude, yeah. I, I saw some of your work. And, and, and again, you guys get on Instagram, at Hoagie Shine. Check out. I saw some undercarriage. Not a lot of people are pride and joy. Look at my undercarriage because there's some stuff going on. They'll show the engine bay, interiors banging, paints off the rails. But not many. And Dan, you're undercarriage. I was thinking about my next Thanksgiving dinner. I'm gonna bring my family. We're eating on the undercarriage because that sucker was so clean. You really do get in the nook and cranny, man. Talk to us about that. I mean, that's a whole high level work of uh, a detail in there. Yeah, and I love it. I just get into it. I mean, we try and make try and make it look like a piece of art or like a piece of jewelry. The way the exhaust is. TIG welded with the different colors showing through. It's like, wow! Yeah, I really take pride in that in that chassis before the body goes on. And we usually, on all of our big builds, we do even like a chassis photo shoot before the body goes on because then you can really show the customer or show the people interested in buying it that that it's been done. Every single nook has been touched, and and there's no matter where you look, it's all it's all as perfect as you can get. You know. Dan, you mentioned one of your idols. Uh, I think it was Tom, one of your Tommy Shines. Um, who are you looking at today in the uh, restoration world that you, you really say, man, he's, he's or she is just over the top and you follow some of their cues? Who are some of your mentors today? So, Dave, from the Kim Diggett Design, I always appreciate the stuff they do. I just can't believe how they can make almost all their parts by hand or, or in the shop, like in-house parts manufacturing, you know, it just blows me away that the stuff they can make and the vehicles they can put together over there. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. It's, I don't even know. I haven't watched the show in a while, but are they 3d printing? Dan, they're oh, able to, yeah. yeah, they are. That's yeah. what I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, Dan, someday 3d printer may be in your cards. <laughs> You're on your way, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but I mean, I think I think that does that does give you that jaw drop when you start thinking about. I mean, because a lot of you listening know that your your projects like you get so like you get you get a drive, but then oh my gosh, back order part where it isn't available, uh, Mister Ovis, you've experienced that from a time or two. You just had the that fifty five one of one, I believe fifty six one of one. There's stuff. 54, 54. I'm all jacked up. Lots of cars on the brain. I I worked on 18 cars today. I'm just telling. But no. Um. But that right there is. Uh, you you ran into some problems. I would imagine on your yeah. 54. Yeah. The actually the brake booster and master cylinder had to be rebuilt because they were no longer able to be replaced. Yeah, it makes so, sense. So mm-hmm. you know that held up the restoration slash work on that car for I don't know, probably almost two and a half months. We got a '57 T-Bird in that has the very same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're sending yep. the booster out. You, you just—I mean, you can, I guess, with time, maybe. But we're going to ship it, have it built, pop it in. Is it safe yep. to say that anything can be rebuilt? If you, if you, yeah. If you find the, the right tooling, yeah. Dan, that's a great question. What do you say to that? 
Yeah, I mean, it can't, I would imagine it, mostly everything can be rebuilt, but it's just the time efficiency. I mean, a lot of new parks, they're more efficient, they're easy to install, and uh, yeah, it just, it just makes your life easier, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to light some sage for the uh, Hogan tribe. <laughs> 3D printer. We want to bring you back on the show, Dan. We'll have a whole conversation on 3D printing. Uh, we actually, there was, uh, I don't know, 100 shows ago, we had a gal on who's a major uh, 3D printing yeah. uh, company out in California. And the automotive sector, guys, was huge for 3D printing. Yeah. Uh, one of our major suppliers, uh, distributors, was looking at, you know, 3D printing. Yeah, Lang. Melanie Lang. Yeah, Lang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In fact, her father comes in. Yes. Yeah, for service. So, uh, Dan, everyone's talking about electrification. We we talked about the story with the Chevy Bolt. I know you guys threw up in your mouth, but the Chevy Bolt <laughs> was. Uh, it, it can be practical. I mean, it's an EV. Great incentives. Dan, I'll start with you, and then Greg, stand by. I want, I want your take on this. Where, where do you think? I mean, your sons work in the business. Your kids are in the business. Your wife's in the business. Do you think car culture is kind of slowly fading because all of this electrification what are your thoughts on that uh i would like to think that it's not but i think it has a little bit i think it's died down a little bit the younger generation um like my son he's into it but a lot of his friends aren't and i remember when we were growing up that's all we were into that was our life you know the cars in high school like that was it and now yeah they just don't seem to be into it that much so yeah, and that's why, you know, with many shows, not just ours and the, the sort of passion and inspiration, when you go to SEMA, you know you're going to get a twinkle in, in, in some kid's eye, and that's that's part of the feel-good, Dan, of, of not only, hey, this project, I really put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, but I can inspire some future. Uh, Greg Ovist, um, you, what say you? I mean, you, you think car culture is kind of waning? You think we're just going to be a bunch of robots driving electric, electrical vehicles and we're not going to be hot-rodding or pimping our uh, teslas i you know i'm always a fan of the old custom cars anyway but i think the electric electric vehicle um you know i think we'll see a rise in that being accepted by the consumers in the next you know three five years but as far as customization and creativity and you know making your cars you know personally designed and detailed that's never going to go away i think you know everyone will always want to have their personal touch on the vehicle regardless of the electric or gas I mean, I don't want to sound cheesy, guys, but it is a, it, with all the, the, like, you can say that today's society, some pressure, social media, we're all trying to, what's on the other side of the fence, and let's just face it, even with my kids, sometimes there's some pressure, oh, they did this, I'm going to try this, but at the end of the day, if you're tinkering in the garage, I don't care if it's with a skateboard and you're with your family, like, there's something about bringing family unit back and not worried about all this other stuff that, quite frankly, doesn't exist. I don't, I don't think, Susie, I don't think car culture is going anywhere. It won't. I don't no. care if iRobot comes down from Mars. Somebody's going to tinker. That's right. Yep. And I, I agree. I, I think Dan would agree with me. If, if either him or I had a cyber truck, I'm sure it would be cut up and laying on the ground or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cyber truck. Well, Ford announced the, uh, the Lightning, and um, I, I, I thought, wow, okay, you know, that – it, it's full now i don't know what their first model year is going to be like but that that truck will power your house yeah i'm like whoa okay mm-hmm. who's gonna fix that one <laughs> <laughs> uh dan it's an honor to have you on the show where can people find you mr hogan of hoagie shines where can people find you uh so we're up in north phoenix right by deer valley airport basically 14th avenue in deer valley 
um, or online or on Instagram. My phone number is also on there. So, yeah, any of those will work. And for most of your build restoration and just, hey, if you got a little fender bender, you can, uh, if you're in that side of town, uh, go check out Dan Hogan. Dan, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, great. Greg, thank you. It's always uh, uh, enjoyable to have you on. In fact, I, I just announced I've decreed the law of Wrench Nation. I say we get Greg Ovis <laughs> as a contributor of the show. Greg, would you accept that invitation? Uh, sure, I'll accept that invitation. No, oh, we looked at this third seat, this seat in the studio. It's empty. It's got <laughs> dust on it. We're saying we're going to, that's Greg Ovis' seat right there. We have a few show contributors, and we would love to have you on board. And I do thank you uh, for the introduction. Great guy, Absolutely. Dan Hogan. We Absolutely. appreciate that. Thank you so much, Greg. You're welcome. Thanks, Anytime. Greg. Yeah, I mean, so uh, here's another guy. It started conservatively. A lot of you guys, you know, you you get hooked. And then um, I talked to another shop, uh, younger shop operator, and in the service base for like eight, nine, ten years, and they now want to branch off on their own. Now, that's a whole different world. you got to have the support system, and then business is business. In fact, I want to remind you guys, I don't do a lot of plugging, but I want you guys to get on to AVI Video. Um, I, I'm doing some service advisor coaching. And, yes. And trust me, I'm not I'm not that guy. But I, I'm just sharing uh, 30 years behind a service counter as a small entrepreneur, multi-stores. If you're writing service and you want to get down with some, some, I hate the word coaching. Is that what we call it? Mm, no, well. Yeah, maybe, I guess it is. Everyone, yeah, it but is. I feel awkward. Like, I'm, I don't have the holy grail. But if you do, get on to AVI, um, auto automotive video. I don't even. I'm not even prepared for this. I don't even. Have, so get on Wrench Nation. I'll put it up there. <laughs> but bottom line is, uh, would love to hang with you guys. We dive in because what we find, like the Dan Hogans of the world, they're craftsmen. Yes. And you know, Dan gets it. He's got to run a business, but you got to have a team there that understands cash flow, and marketing, and how to deal with this and how to deal with that. Because my point is, a lot of great talent goes out of business because they lost don't have the viewpoint of a good solid business foundation so yeah i think it's cool that his wife actually quit her job to, to work there you know that is absolutely it. that's when when he said that my, my feeling is yeah it's showtime for that business yeah. um i share with you guys we we when my wife and i i was fired from a dealership back in the mid 90s and i was ready to sh- i was like you know i'm selling every single tool i own i had about five years behind me but my wife we stood in sunny slope and, and we looked at this little busted down building and we were like, oh, wow, that's a lot of money. And she's like, well, let's, we got $6,000. We started a lot of mistakes. But my point is, sometimes you do, you have to take that leap. You do. But in today's day and age, you, can't, you, you just cannot, even at Dan Hogan and at Greg and a bunch of other guests that we've had on the show, there has to be some method or else it can be painful. Absolutely. Any last part of See, that was a coaching session right there. Oh, I don't like the word coaching. <laughs> I got to figure, just come hang out with <laughs> me. Maybe that was a mentor. We, we sold out. We had 25 other service advisors. Good job. Yeah, it's on the newsletter. You guys check it out. The classes will be running through the summer. And then, um, Susie, any any wisdom? Did you did you want me to take the classes, Frank? Susie, you could teach the classes. <laughs> <laughs> you inspire me, Susie. <laughs> You, I tell you what you can do. I want you to critique. You'll be my coach. Okay. Frank, change that. <laughs> I do not have any closing words other than this is always so much fun. Yeah, we have fun with you guys. And, you know, this is show 231, and we are just grateful to spend it with you. Give us your show ideas if you have any particular guests that you'd like to hear from. We do have some surprise guests uh, coming in. 
I don't want to make the announcement. I don't want to snafu it, but uh, stay tuned every week. And if you miss bits and pieces of the show, the podcast is up on Sunday. This past weekend, I didn't upload last week's. So I'll get it up. You guys will have that. But otherwise, man, as I tell you every week, man, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic. <laughs>